I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Look at Lewis's receding hairline. Hi, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Uh, No cost cap breaches in 2022. The FIA did an internal review of Formula One, the sport that they own, and the FIA have determined that there were no cost cap breaches from the internal investigation that the FIA did to figure out if the FIA broke any of their own rules. So they investigated themselves and they found out that everyone's okay. So that's good, isn't it? Internal investigation. That's so great. That's like whenever I have an argument with Jesse... I go away, I say, listen, let's just cool off for a bit and I'll go away and think about whether I was in the right or whether I was in the wrong. And it's amazing because I always come back and I'm in the right. I've always been in the right. I've got an amazing track record in arguments. Hi, hi, honey. Listen, um, I've, I went away for six months to figure out if I did anything wrong and um, turns, out, turns out I didn't. So can we just get back to watching Max Verstappen win, please? Isn't that so great? What great news. Alfie, I want, I want to kick this week off with a basic question. Um, I figure I, All right. I, I want to ask you two questions. Are you enjoying this season? And secondly, let's come up with one positive that we can take from this year. So firstly, are you enjoying the 2023 Formula One season sponsored by Aramco? Um, no. <laughs> I don't think I've hid my feelings particularly well about that. I think it's been absolutely diabolical. Okay. I think it's been an appalling advert for uh, Formula One as a competition. And the shining light, the beacon of... First of all, there's always something quite comforting about rock bottom because it can only improve. 
<laughs> I feel like that in my when I whenever I've had a particularly bad moment in my career, I think well it's good it, it'll get better. Yeah, because it it I can't get too much worse. Mm. This season it has been a nightmare. It's been so boring. It's been it's like we have a kind of manufactured friendship and that I need to keep knowing about Formula One so you and I have something to talk about. But if if we didn't do this podcast, I just I would have completely tapped out of the season like I did in 2020, I think. I gave up. Uh, Is that the one when Mercedes just absolutely battered everybody? Yeah, Lewis won. Um, it was when Seb stopped. You know, you knew it was bad because Ste- Seb stopped trying to compete and just started enjoying watching Lewis win. <laughs> <That's-> yes, <laughs> that was it. Seb, Seb just, <laughs> Lewis won the championship and Seb got out of the car and was like, congratulations, you've made history. And it was like, my buddy. God, wasn't that great? Yeah. I had such good seats. Hey, listen, I watched you fucking my wife and she was having a great time. So actually, <laughs> you know, apparently Seb's coming back to F1. As? As a driver. As a driver? Yeah, you think he'd come back as like a greenhouse or an eco spray or something, but no. Well, I actually thought that he'd come back as a team principal. Well, apparently in Japan, he's going to be in the paddock and rumours are, is this the right word? Asunder. Is, is that right? Asunder. Um, I'm not quite sure. No, okay, carry fine. on. Well, rumours are abound. The, uh, the pitter-patter of Formula One gossip matter... Everyone is saying that allegedly he is coming in. And I think if he is, he's taking Checo's seat. That's my guesstimation. No, uh, that's bollocks. He can't be doing that. That's insane. No, he, okay. Do you want to hear my reason why I think it's likely? Mm-hmm. Okay. So coming out of the pandemic, everyone loves a bit of nostalgia, don't they? Ghostbusters Afterlife, Frasier's coming back, Will and Grace, Friends Reunion. This is just the sports version of that. It's the first mm-hmm. sport thing where they've gone, uh, you know what, I think people like nostalgia. Should we just put... And then Jacques Villeneuve wasn't up for it. David Coulthard can't drive well enough. Mark Webber's busy managing Piastri. Uh, full-time Formula One world champion. Put Seb back in. Bump out Checo. Ratings boost. Doesn't make any difference if he finishes 10th or 11th because that's where Checo's generally finishing. I think it's a good move. It would be exciting. I mean, that we've, I've, I'm sure I've heard rumours of Seb Vettel going to be or to work his way into team principal uh, contention. And I think he'd be really well suited to that. I, I seem to remember reading a lot about how he was really good at that's why he was at Aston Martin because he was good at uh, developing cars, good mm. at giving feedback, good at uh, testing and uh, making notes on where improvements could possibly be implemented. So, yeah, I, I, I see him as that. Are you enjoying the F1 season, Josh? Um, uh, oh, God, how do I answer this? I want I wanted us to come up with a positive each. My positive is that um, for this year is that all of the underdogs, the rookies from a couple of years ago, have all sort of been really outperforming or performing very, very well. That's my genuine positive. Mm. George Russell, Oscar New, Lando, team leader, Alex Albon, basically he's Peter Parker, isn't he? Um, and yeah, Liam. 
Liam Liam Lawson. Is it Liam Lawson? Yeah, Liam Lawson. I've been calling him Liam Dawson. Oh, Liam Dawson's in cricketer. Okay, sorry. Um, My mistake. Although, if Liam Lawson breaks his hand, he Liam Dawson is going to be the reserve driver. I don't think they've got anyone left at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Okay. Am I enjoying this? I'm no. I no. I'm not enjoying this. I I resent Stefano Domenicali telling me to enjoy a sport that he had to change the rules of because no one was enjoying it and a team was dominating and they tried to stop that domination and now a team is dominating even harder and we're all basically being gaslit as fans being told that we're not enjoying it and so when you finish school and your dad goes how was school and you go. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rubbish. And then your dad goes, well, well, then, I, you know, what, why am I working trying to support a family driving you to school every day? It's like, no, I just had a crap day at school. Like, I appreciate the effort that you're putting in. Jesus. Second question to you, Alfie. What happened to the F1 juniors? Can we speculate on that? They made a big hoo-ha about it. Then Nico Rosberg swore at a child on national TV that Sky quickly buried... How would that meeting go for you? How do you sack an F1 junior? I think they have had to go away to have uh, FIA-funded child psychotherapy. Um, <laughs> they're trying to deal with what happened and that how you... This is the thing. There's a lot... You get... There's a, there's a modern trend throughout all sports of former sports people becoming pundits mm-hmm. whereas it used to be pundits were trained as pundits their job was to be good on tv and speak well about the sport and the footballers or the rugby players or the f1 driver's job was drive the car or play the sport well and now we've got more and more people nico rosberg has none of the humility or interpersonal skills of somebody who would be make a good pundit or be able to be nice to does he have kids he doesn't have kids or a part he's just no he's got he's this got sort a of plastic he's got a daughter mm-hmm. yeah. fucking hell <laughs> poor poor thing do you think that when that when mark weber like 12 years ago called nico rosberg britney do you think in any world mark weber could have conceived of the butterfly effect meaning that five kids diverse kids would then get sacked as a result of him calling Rosberg Britney. So do you think that's what's happened, is that they've been let go by Formula One because they called Nico Rosberg Britney? No. Firstly, I obviously, obviously, first and foremost, I think nobody watched. I think the ratings were terrible. Um, sec- yeah. and, but also I think that them getting Nico Rosberg in and him snapping at a child who he, he set that kid up for the gag when he went, they called me Britney, Britney, Britney. And, and then the kid called Nico Rosberg Britney, which was a great joke. And I think everyone at Sky went, oh yeah, all of the people that these kids are going to talk to are horrible cunts. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who, like Ted could, would be nice. Ted would be the best. Ted strikes me as the best with kids. Yeah, but you can't sit an 11-year-old down with like Logan Sargent, can you? It's not going to work. No. 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 Alex Albon. No, George Russell. I mean, Lando Norris is about three years older than all of the F1 juniors, so he's fine. The, like, what I want to see the F1 juniors get involved. Remember when like Max pushed Ocon and they almost like came to blows? Yeah. I want to see the F1 juniors get involved with that, like trying to cover that sort of thing. Or when um, George Russell cries because he's come third, and but it was just in a, a rain race, but like the whole thing happened behind the safety car. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I want to see the F1 juniors go, right, but you're crying. This sort of, what? What are you doing? Like, they wouldn't have the wherewithal to buy into the driver's bullshit in the same way that an adult would. They'd just be like a child. Like, I don't understand why you're crying. You didn't win anything. It's like a non-race. Why did any of this happen? Like a child's innocence would go, so hang on, they just changed the rules so that Max could win. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, children don't have the ability to do the bullshit that is required for F1. I'd like to see the, you know when the commentators just have to fill airtime when there's a crash? You know, like when Joe was upside mm. down at Silverstone last year? I'd like to see mm-hmm. an 11-year-old. Oh, well... Nobody likes to see this, do they? This is always bad. Obviously, the halo has come in and is protecting the drivers far more. He'd be... <laughs> he'd, his, his head would be all over the asphalt, actually, if we think about this. <laughs> if Had the halo not, not come in. You know what's a good game? Halo. I like that computer game. Halo's a good... Oh, wait, is he... Oh no, he's he's waving. That's just as good. Yeah, we were worried that maybe he'd have had some teeth. He's alive. <laughs> he's alive. Hooray! We'll be straight um, back to the race after this from AG One. Josh, uh, you are in Italy at the moment. I am in Italy. Are we having we had a lot of connection issues, which is why the podcast is late. I went to the Marinello Ferrari Museum yesterday. Um, well, I- this is exactly what I was about to ask you about. Uh, how was the Marinello? Ferrari Museum and can and also when answering that question can you be honest can I be honest um the museum's better than their current car the museum was uh, absolutely phenomenal there's a huge hall with all the trophies all the they didn't by the way they didn't pay me to go I'm just in Italy and I drove three hours this is the thing about italy right is that when i don't think anybody thinks that ferrari are paying us to go to the museum (laughs) this is the thing i've discovered about italy is now i'm here i can see why ferrari suck i totally get it internet doesn't work you all the roads it takes it i'm 41 miles from marinello took three hours to get there because there's no i mean the romans or who built the roads was it the Italians that built the, the roads? The, the, the Romans, the Romans, yeah. yeah. So fucking come on, guys. That, that was like 2,000 years ago. Update them. This is insane. You go for lunch. They're like, oh, why don't you have a three-hour lunch? You want to... I'm like, I don't have three hours of chat with my girlfriend. Give me two courses that I can wolf down quickly and go back to my telephone. I can't do a long lunch. And it, it's all making sense to me why Ferrari are mm-hmm. bad. They're spending too long at lunch. You can't... Look at what Red Bull are doing. Those those drivers get a fucking Tesco meal deal and th- thirty two seconds to eat their lunch, mm. and then they get punched in and the if face by your boots meal. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and helmet helmets just in the kitchen, just pouring broken glass into their porridge for them. And um, you're South American, <laughs> no lunch for you. Uh, it's very very beautiful and slow and lazy here, and not lazy, but you know it's very it's a lazy lifestyle. I mean that as a positive. <laughs> sorry, I'm not calling them lazy. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. I'm not sorry. Wait, I'm not Helmet Marco. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a Helmet Marco. I'm saying it's a beautiful lazy lifestyle, but I can kind of mm. see why their why their cars are shit. I can kind of see it, but. But the museum, mm-hmm. the museum was absolutely amazing. They have uh, good. 
all the eras, all the ch- all the championship winning eras that lined up. And I did notice this about the Marinello Ferrari Museum is that they haven't up to had to update um, the trophy case really since 2007. Is the one thing I noticed. It was like world champion Jody Schechter, Nicky Lauda, Sebastian Vettel, Kimi Raikkonen in 2007, and then just. They've just left loads of space. There's nothing in it. They just ass- <laughs> they just assume they keep winning. Um, well, I'm glad you're having a nice time. Um, Although I await your return with much excitement. Uh, moving on to uh, back to the Formula One news. Checo Perez has a themed McDonald's menu in Mexico. Um, no. So should we just count the sponsored deals he's done since the summer break? Okay. I can remember there was Nescafe. What was the other one that he did? There's two more that he's done. Tw- a Kit Kat and some kind of Mexican uh, restaurant or something. And now he's done a McDonald's thing. So there's a named... It, at McDonald's, there's a... Where's the menu that he's got named after him? The, the McCheco. Well, I, that's what I tried to find. And I couldn't... Is part, is part of the deal that you don't finish? <laughs> <laughs> While you're ordering, someone just throws it in your face. There you go, get the fuck out. <laughs> but I tried to find the menu and I couldn't find it. So I've tried to come up with what the Checo meal is. I've called it the Mook Unhappy Meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. Crash Browns. Great. Yeah. The burger's called a Mook Shag. Nice. Yeah. The drink is called the Mook Worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And I've also put here that if McDonald's can find a loophole in their contract, they do plan to replace the McCheco with a faster burger. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Lando Norris is on Raya. I, did you match with him? I did not match with him, no. I did not match with him. Okay. Um, so how do you know that? It's just on the F1 on the F, in the F1 banter places. Is it there's F1 buzzer yeah, is it on the F1 banter websites? <laughs> it's F1 Reddit. <laughs> okay. Okay, he's on Raya. Yeah. So how, what's the deal with Raya? Raya, it, for those people who don't know, is Tinder. For millionaires. But you have to be... Yeah, but it's not, is it? It's Tinder for people who are like... like it just guarantees a, you that there's not going to be any gross people on there. Yeah, it's it's basically, if you have a Soho House membership, you probably have a Raya profile. Yeah, yeah you'd be allowed one. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it got me thinking as to what Lando Norris would do on a first date. So I've asked you if you can come up with um, what every driver would do on their first date. I've I've started with Joe. I've got yoga because he's so adept at being upside down. Very good. (laughs) I've put next to Joe Guan Yu, I don't know anything about Joe, question mark. So I've just put roller disco. That's the thing is that he's quite... Um, an enigma isn't he roller disco is very very nice but I think I like to think about him as a like a nervous uni lad so I think in a real terms he'd invite Mm. um, people if he was on a date he'd say hey um, uh, us and a few friends down the hall are um, are doing Dungeons and Dragons do you like Dungeons and Dragons and and uh, do you want to come and play the Dungeons and Dragons with her, please? Would you, if you want? There's no fine if you don't. And he'd be really nervous and ask a girl to come and play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that's what I really think he'd do. For Liam Lawson, I've got you know the bit in, in Lion King where um, Mufasa shows Simba, he takes him up on Pride Rock, and he goes, "All of this land is everything that you own." For Liam Lawson, I've got that he would take his date to turn three at Zandvoort and go, "This is where it all begins for me. This turn here." 
And the girl would go, what's that little bit of bone on the floor? He's like, that's Danny Ricardo's. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) For Daniel Ricardo, I think he takes girls uh, to a cat cafe. Why? Because I think he thinks it's like, it's a funny thing to do, first of all. Mm -hmm. And he quite likes that. But also I think it's quite a good way for him to display his sensitive side. And I think he probably quite likes cats because... I think he'd probably like dogs if he had the time, but he travels too much. I think he'd do more of like a um, take the girl to his vineyard and go, hey, do you want to try my wine? (laughs) It's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, do you like do you like horrible wine that (laughs) I put my name on for millions of dollars? Have you tried it? No, but I mean, there's no way it's good. Those things are never good. No, they're not. I had wine tasting down for Leclerc because I feel like that might be how he sees himself more than what he actually enjoys. I don't think he likes wine, but I think he wants to like wine. So I think he takes them wine tasting and then tries to learn like from a script different things about different wines. And then he'll sip it and go... Yeah. Oh, uh, notes of brioche and uh, it is chardonnay, so it's buttery, buttery wine. Have you seen Leclerc has done a yacht advert? He's. Did you see his Instagram post about? Only because, only because you posted about it on our. Yeah, uh, saying dirty, welcome, yeah, welcome, welcome to the. So happy to be part of the family. I'm like, mate, listen. I don't know what your childhood was like, but a Monaco yacht company that gives yachts to multi-millionaires is not a family. And then he's also wearing a drawstring trouser in the... Yeah. That's not okay. I saw you criticise That's not this. okay. That's not okay. Josh. Buy a belt. Do you have any drawstring trousers? I have none drawstring trousers, Alfie. That's... Oh, Josh, you're lying. I know that that's a lie. You've just told a lie on the podcast because okay. I, I know that you do because you've have, shown them to okay, me. I have a drawstring you've, trouser that you've, I wear on aeroplanes. Yeah, there we go. But he's wearing them on, on at a yacht launch. It's, listen, mm. just go to the gap. And they're drawstring trousers yours as well. And in fact, I will show you, uh, listener, I'm sorry about this. Yeah, okay, fine. You're, but you're sat in a podcast studio. Charles Leclerc is launching a yachting brand. Okay, let's put it this way. Would you wear those? I'm wearing drawstring trousers, yeah, listener. Would you wear those? I'm wearing drawstring yes, trousers. With a, with I am a voice of the people here. S- some frankly questionable stains on them. Would you wear that to the launch of a yacht company in Monaco? Yes or no? It's yogurt, genuinely it's yogurt. <laughs> um, okay, Yuki Sonoda on a first date. I've got him, he's got to play it safe at the moment. Uh, he can't be too uh, weary, he has to be very cautious, so I've just put inside the womb. I think he... <laughs> Sorry, I just heard that before I was reading what I was saying. Inside the womb. He goes inside the womb. Yeah, on a date. He, no, he takes his date, he goes, uh, This is. I'm in, let's go inside a, a womb, and they get all fetal and just sort of relax. So he doesn't go inside... Inside, okay. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't go inside the not, date's womb. No, 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 no. It's more ethereal than he that. He takes the date inside a kind of an, an imagining of a womb an em- yeah. where they can be warm and kind of coiled and together. And safe, yeah. And he doesn't have to feel that in, that anger. Like two twins. Two twins in a nestled in a belly. Mm, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. I think he takes pills and goes to the Natural History Museum. That's actually quite how a good him shout. does that sound? Yeah, that's really good. It's, it's so. Uh, it's what. Well, it's. I'm. That's not 
me being funny, I think that's what he does. Bottas, I've got Ethiopia, but not because Lewis went there last year and Bottas is the eternal number two to Lewis. I've got it because it's where coffee came from. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I just got him going fishing. Yeah, that's I think good. that that's a kind of rustic country guy sport. And he would sit there with his moustache and his mullet and going, right, and, and, I, and he'd love to do this. He'd love to catch a fish with his date and then carry the fish wrapped up in whatever you wrap a fish that you've caught up in, like an icy towel. Mm-hmm. And then he would take it to uh, the local restaurant and he would say, uh, hi, mate, caught this today. Could you cook that up for us, please? Could you cook that up for us, is what he would say verbatim. <laughs> Could you cook that up for us? And they go, you're Finnish. Nah, 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 nah mate. mate. Nah, 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 You've nah. got your neck is in a twist about my voice, <laughs> but uh, I'm fucking Aussie. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, I'm mate. I've got some castle mains in a cubby if you fancy one, mate. My name's Val 3 bot It's the bot. It's me. It's the bot. The bot man. What's the big deal? Um, Albon, I just thought of something sweet, so I've gone with F1 Museum. He, he walks around and just goes, he, he walks around the F1 Museum and just goes, I get to do this. Can you believe it? This is mental. <laughs> Look at these people and that's I really get sweet. to do this. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it would be entirely wholesome. That's really good. I think he goes to one of those uh, axe throwing places. Mm. You know, like the, you've got bars now where you can play. There's some darts, there's ping pong and there's like it's and like, it's Air all, hockey. you know, activity. For people who are like so shit, it's for smartphone, the smartphone generation yeah. who can't have conversations anymore. So need an activity because they can't just go to a pub and talk. Mm. They need to be doing axe throwing. And I thought he'd think, oh, yeah, it's quite butch. I'll do some axe throwing with her <laughs> and let her know that I'm fucking dangerous. Logan Sargent, I've got, um, see, see if you can figure out where I'm going with this. So um, I've got a, 
<laughs> I've got a drive-through movie, then take in the view at Lookout Point, then listen to some Bruce Springsteen, then an all-American milkshake, followed by s'mores by the fire where we sing Kumbaya, praying, then an anti-abortion rally, a Trump funding rally, and then shooting. I, I, I knew where you'd be going with it, but is that from something? No, it's just it's <laughs> no, all, it's just what he would all-American fun. I didn't have anything for Logan Sargent. I feel like I missed a trick, really, and I'm sad about that. Okay, so for Gasly and Ocon, I've combined them. So Ocon is his mum cooks dinner and it's lovely. And Gasly, I've got mm. his mum cooks dinner and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ocon's the kind of guy that would uh, go for an activity. I think he'd take her to play paddle. Oh, yes. The, the new sort of post-tennis game. Uh, I think he'd take her to play that and, and, and he'd be magnanimous. And he'd let her, uh, uh, and he'd let her win, e- e- even if, even if he were the superior player. There's a chance, obviously, that she's better, but if he were the superior player, he'd let her win. Which leads n- neatly onto my Max Verstappen date, which is paintball, and he doesn't let her win, and he takes it very seriously. Get down! Get yeah. He, he has his own gun. He's one of those idiots that takes his own paintball gun. He completely forgets he's on a date whilst he's there. I've just got um for the snap, and I've got his dad chaperones and just asks really intimidating questions to the date. Just are you? I don't know if you're good enough for my boy. That's not good. Are you sexy? What are you on the, what? You're not sexy. What enough. are your intentions with my boy? With my max? What are your intentions? You know he's a winner. You don't look like a real winner to me. Um, I don't know why I've slipped into Borat there. Um. Piastri. <laughs> Piastri, I've got that he takes his date to the cinema, tells them they're going to the cinema, commits to going to the cinema, and then when they go on the date, he takes her bowling. And she goes, I thought we were going to the cinema. And he goes, no, we're not going to, under no circumstances will I be going to the cinema, even though I was... <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Okay, so Alonso, um, I've just put Alonso does not date. That's all I've got. And I- Do you- oh my god! What did you put? Brilliant! Wow, <laughs> we got the same one. Um, That's so good. Synced. That does lead us on to Stroll, um, and I just want to sort of. Do you know what I've got for Stroll? Just before yeah. you jump in there, I've got he takes them. Uh, he he does bushcraft. Uh-huh. He goes into the woods yeah. and does bushcraft with them, and that's what he does. And for okay, now let signs, me just talk. Let's just go into Stroll for a quick. I just want to imagine a scene, if you will. If you can start the music, if we could just imagine a scene where Lance comes home home from the date, and 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 he's just at home alone. Alfie, he's alone. He's alone. There's no one in the house. Or so he thinks. And then in walks Raquel wearing a, wearing a kimono that Lawrence bought her. And she goes, hey Lance, how was the date? And he goes, ah, oh, it was a total bust. I, I took her to something I thought she'd really like. I took her to see Diary of a CEO live and she didn't enjoy it. She didn't enjoy it at all. And I just thought it'd be something she'd really like. And Raquel goes, well, she sounds like a bitch. Sorry to use strong language in front of you. No, that's okay. It gives me a tingly feeling when you say that word. Well, I just think she doesn't understand how important being a CEO is. Do you know what C stands for? <laughs> Do you know what C stands for, Lance? Um, uh, uh, Christmas? No, Lance. It stands for cunnilingus. Anyway, okay, I'll stop there. Uh, look, signs. Carlos signs on. Your Lance impression sounds a lot like kermit the frog and well, which is appropriate really because he really doesn't find it easy being green, green. 
It's not easy <coughs> driving for Aston Martin. Carlos Sainz takes his dates hunting. <laughs> well, we know we can borrow the guns from. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, from cousin cousin Sainz. Cousin agent. Um, Clark 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 Sainz. Hamilton. I have. Uh, he makes his date sign an NDA before the date can commence. <laughs> That's funny. I just had the opening of a thing and then a mate's rooftop thing. <laughs> That's what he does. What, do, what are we going to do tonight? The opening of a thing and then a mate's rooftop thing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm amazed that I'm looking back on these now because we were meant to record the other day and um, and we couldn't because your signal was poor. And I've written all these down. I've forgotten if I had a sort of associated joke with what I'd written down for them. Kevin Magnuson, I've written down, walk around the park. <laughs> I don't know what the funny thing is about that, but it's become quite funny to me that even my comedy idea of what he'd do on a first date is incredibly boring. <laughs> I was just going to get to the end of this bit and just say, oh, we're not doing Hass. Oh, that's, that's what I was going to... That was going to be my punchline for this whole run through was that we'd get to but oh, I, i'm sorry no but i actually I'm think sorry. i think walk through the park is still the same thing as not doing house i I've, I've it is and for hulkenberg i've got something which is um i think he plays um the boots spending money game which is where he takes his date into boots and he he says to her okay so we both imagine that we've got 50 pounds each and we walk through boots and then we imagine what we would buy if we had 15 pound, 50 pounds spending money. So there you go. I think the two most boring things in the world I've given to Hass. Uh, that's appropriate. I'm, uh, I think I'm out uh, of... Uh, Russell, I've got... Of uh, these. Russell takes a private jet to Doncaster Station, where the 1433 crossing through from Newcastle down to Norwich is passing, and he's hoping to get a pop. <gasps> Perez. <gasps> Perez, I've got... He's not Duh. fussed, just so long as it's somewhere dimly lit. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. So that his uh, so that his um so that his wife can't that was the joke, so that his wife doesn't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we all I think I think me and the listeners, we all got it. Uh, did we do Don't we didn't do Norris. Pretty we didn't self. do Norris, the, the the founding Yeah, but he's on Yeah, but yeah, I sort of thought. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. That's weird. I don't know. Um, I've got anywhere, um, anywhere where people will recognise him, but then he gets annoyed at being recognised, and then on to sexy fish, the uh, the Soho place in Berkeley Square where all the idiots eat. That place. Okay. Yeah. 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 He goes there, or he goes. To, he could go to Sushi Samba. Yeah. And he calls ahead and is like, can I get a table in the middle of the restaurant, please? Yeah, uh, who's it for? It's for Lando, L-A-N-D-O-N-O-R-R-I-S, the Formula One driver. Oh, for fuck, listen, I'm not, I'm just trying to book a dinner table. Okay, we've got a private, no, 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 I can't stress this enough. Put me in the middle of your restaurant. <laughs> I want the biggest, I want, I want it to be like the scene in the original Tim Burton Batman film where I'm sat at one end of the table and the date sat on the other end of the table and I have to carry the wasabi sauce down to her end of the table, which takes 30 seconds. That's how big I want this fucking table. Listen, can you hear me, you pig? Listen, listen, waiter man. Listen, I want the... <laughs> 
I want it in the fucking middle, and I want one of those rotating things where the thing rotates. No, that's for Chinese food. I d- just fucking put it in there, and I want a belt that goes around with all the food, like on a on a train belt thing. Yeah, no, 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 we don't we don't do that here. This is a, just do it, do it, do it. And then when he gets there, and they've set up this whole thing for him, he's like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry." I specifically asked it, asked for the private room. I think you've nailed it. Um, can we talk briefly before we wrap up this shortened edition of uh, Dirtier? Although, you know. Uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I want to talk about Helmut Marker. Oh, right. What's he done? Uh, well, he said that um, Checo is... Alfie, listen, listen, weak. listen. If, Mentally. We, if we're going to do Helmet Negs, we need the theme tune for Helmet Negs, okay? So give us some of those um, give us some of those chocolatey brown tones. Helmet Marco's going to tell you you're not good enough. Helmet Marco's not going to call you a Mexican. Ooh. He's going to call you a Mexican. Yes. Hey, um, yeah, it's been weirdly, I, I will say this, we've been doing Helmet Negs probably for a month now, where every week we read out all the negative things, because he says so many in a week. This week, he's only said one thing, and I think that this yeah, is... Yeah, but he's made it, he's made it count. <laughs> he, he really doubled down on it. He made, he, he did a bonus round Helmet Negs this week that was so good, <laughs> he hit the bullseye on the first one of the week. And has had to spend... This is just what happens in this world now where we, we encourage people to go on social media and they say horrible, horrible things and it keeps going and we all go, ha, 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 that's really funny, that's amazing. And then eventually they say one thing and everyone goes, ooh, oh yeah, actually, mate, um, that one's a bit much. So I'll, I'll read it out. Um, that's too much. Uh, it, it, this has been translated from German, but I'll do Helmut's accent. Um, this is how it started. It was certainly one of Checo's better weekends. We know he has problems qualifying. He has form fluctuations. He is South American, and he's not as completely focused in his head as Max or Sebastian were, for example. And then, do you want me to read out his apology? I mean, it's so funny. Go on. So then the next thing, Helmut Marko has apologised for his statements. Concerning my remark about whatever the fuck that driver's name is, on Monday the 4th of September, I would like to apologise for my offensive remark and want to make it absolutely clear that I do not believe we can generalise about the people from any country, any race, any ethnicity. I was trying to make the point that Checo, Checo has fluctuated in his performance, but it was wrong to attribute this to cultural heritage. Which is like, we, that's exactly what you just said, Helmer. And then he said... <laughs> This is my favorite one. Helmut Marco's response to the backlash of his xenophobic comments about Sergio Perez. It wasn't meant that way. I meant him. <laughs> he apologized and then he said this. It wasn't meant that way. I meant a Mexican has a different mentality than a German or a Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> It's worse. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just meant that he's a lazy Mexican. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I just meant that he's a fucking Mexican. That's so good. <laughs> he said he apologised. 
and then he said it again in a different word. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, and then there's more. Um, there's more. He's refused to make any further comments. If there, if there are any questions, I won't answer them. I will only. Sorry, I got to compose myself. Sorry. If there are any questions, I won't answer them. I will only talk about sporting matters, right? The guy hasn't fucking done that for five years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Toto should learn to ride a fucking bike. What do you mean? I only talk about sporting matters. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's, it's just... Also, like, I'm not sure what... I'm not sure what Vettel he remembers. Seb Vettel as well. Like, you know that his, um, the RB7 that he busted out at Nürburgring last week, you know, he named that car Kinky Kylie. And it did get me thinking. I was like, oh, we've just forgotten about when Helm, when, sorry, when Sebastian would just try and shag every female commentator on TV. He was so flirty. And the only reason that Seb has gotten away with it is because he was really, it was so unintimidating because he's not, he's a little nerd and it just came across as very sweet. Oh, you've got my, there's that old video of him going, ah, well, you know, you've got my phone number. I know you have it, so why didn't you call? <laughs> That's a very nice dress you're wearing. He's like, oh, I'm very, I'm a very good lover. He was very flirtatious and we seem to have just completely. Yeah, what's so sweet about these, anybody who's a nerd who gets suddenly, you see it happen in comedy quite a lot as well. Like nerds who then suddenly become attractive or think they're attractive because they've got money and they're successful and they are just so bad at flirting because they never had to be good at it because they were either too nervous to flirt and then immediately were so rich they didn't have to. <laughs> and it's uh, it's remarkable to watch. I will say just to conclude the helmet Marco thing is I will say, right, if you're going to make Formula One a kardashianized sport where there's a reality show and then there's all this off-season drama and all of the social media and the drivers are selling yachts now and perfume and and they're stopping jewelry heists maybe don't put an 89 year old man on german tv and ask what he thinks because i'm fairly certain the answer's not going to be along the same script of what you want the sport to be now there's a reason that there's no great granddad in the kardashians <laughs> <laughs> that's really true um i'm not sure if i've mentioned this before but the actor who plays emperor palpatine whose voice we do when we do helmet marco um when he played emperor palpatine in R return of the jedi he was the same age as lewis hamilton no way really yeah it's a lot of makeup so he's actually a very similar age to helmet marco is now despite the fact that he filmed that all that time ago. Before we tie up this non-race week, um, we like to give you guys an extra special treat on the weeks that there are no races. We ask drivers, what we do is we, we fill out little letters and we post them to the paddock. And often a driver or someone who works in Formula One will write back to us and tell us what they do on a day when they're not racing. And this week, I actually can't believe this. We have a very special guest. He's the Ferrari number one driver. And he's the Ferrari number two driver. <laughs> for a day in the life of Charles Leclerc. The lids of my eyes raise up like a curtain raised to expose the actors on the stage and the play about to commence. Comedy or tragedy? At Ferrari, often both. I see the convex glass bulb of a camera lens. 
it captures me. My watch tells me my sleep score, 9.5. My beauty captured and preserved. I begin to lift myself from where I have been sleeping. One hand on each side of the ice bath. I feel so dreadfully cold. But a cold heart is the price paid for the preservation of beauty. That was a metaphor. And not. It was both. I retrieve my penis from the inside of my body and start my day. I am not religious, but I do like to give thanks. I think God is whoever you are. You are the God you should answer to. I think this is true for everyone, but especially for me. Like, come on, I make quite a compelling specimen to pray to. I have a face that looks like an answered prayer and drive a car that is a lesson from God. This is my plight, my contradiction. Protein and fiber are two key components of my diet and my first meal is uh, beef and a roll of carpet. It is tough to get through, but this is the price we pay for beauty. I attend my first commitment of the day, a photo shoot. Of course, no different from my everyday life. There is always a camera person with me. It feels like the only responsible and community-minded way to operate. If you look like me, then you must capture it regularly. Every moment my face exists without a camera is a tragedy, like unspent wealth. The photo shoot is for some sunglasses. I model them. The audience thinks if they buy the aviators, they will look like me. But alas, I am me. The aviators can move from man to pig and still be aviators. My face is just mine. I go to Ferrari for some testing and a team meeting. I knock on my team principal's office door and accidentally walk in on him, giving someone a vassage. <laughs> he is a vasseur, not a vasseuse, and he apologizes and we walk through the plans for the team that day. He says to me, at Ferrari, we are Ferrari, and Ferrari cars go fast, so we will go fast. It is not the most inspiring debrief we've had, as the French say, that is life. I get into my car and surge around the track. To be fair to Fred, it is a fast car. I look in my rearview mirror, but it has been angled toward me. I see myself. Oh mon dieu, c'est une bouteille d'autre monde. I try to look back at the road. I'm going 186 miles per hour. I must look back at the road, but my beauty once again is impossible to refuse. I crash again. My plight, my car is fast, but you must love beauty slowly. The contradiction of myself, of Ferrari. I am picked out of the wall, sore, and I go back to my ice bath to rest. The end. Oh. Hey, he, uh, he'd obviously been listening to the podcast because yeah. he knew your Vasseur Vasseuse joke. I know, he's a fan. He'd, uh, he's a fan, can you believe it? Also, very interesting to hear him explain his frequent crashing. I know. It's just because he's so beautiful that he's looking like it's like the fable of Narcissus, isn't it? It's, uh, it is the boy like the who fable died of looking into the lake. Yeah. Good for you, Charles. It's almost like that's, that's what it was based on. It's almost like that. Wow. Uh, well, thank you so much, Charlotte Claire, for joining us. Um, Singapore predictions very quickly. Where is Lance Stroll going to finish? 12th. I think 12th as well. That's all we need to do. Um, and under the light. Under the lights. Everyone ready for Under the Lights? 
23 corners, three DRS zones. All the good races have sort of finished now as we go under the lights. They've taken a corner out as well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, what they're trying to do, they've done this in uh, Miami as well. They've taken, they've removed 10 seconds of the lap in Miami, which is so funny that, e- that yeah. they're like, oh my God, okay, let's just fucking get this over with. Let's cut the lap time. <laughs> It's going to be one straight yeah. by the end of 2025. And also in Vegas, um, in yeah. Vegas, they've got very uh, angry. A lot of the American fans have gotten angry because they finally have an American race in their area. But the race is at 10 p.m. And they're like, this is unfair. We get up really early in the morning so that the so we can watch the European races. And now there's an American race and we have to we have to stay up late just to satisfy the European audience. And I, I figured out why. I figured out why. It's because Vegas, by sunlight, is horrible. Also, what job in Las Vegas necessitates an early start? Yeah, also, they can't race in the day in Vegas because the cars will melt. Like, what? what is Vegas? It's like sex workers and croupiers. Like, who's, that's who's what, working that's early? What, that's what they're renaming the <laughs> Alpha Tauri team. You know that in 2025. <laughs> and it's sex workers and croupier, Hugo Boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Anyway, we'll see you next week after the Singapore race. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this... Was Dirty Air. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.